Welcome to the old new podcast. I'm Gibbo. I'm Mick McGrath. Mick? Gib. One of your boys in today, Mike? Yeah, he's done a few podcasts, haven't he? But good to get him in. Good that he wanted to come on this as well. He's, you know, after being in before. Yeah, Mr. Glenn Rule. Good career. Good player. Good levels. Still a good player. Football league. Yeah, he's done, he's done, done really well, hasn't he? Contracts, European football. That's a big thing, not being for a ball for a footy player. Then. Good story, great listen. Yeah. Should we get him on? Yes, let's go. Come on, got Glenn Rule on today. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Nick. Glenn. Hi, Gabriel Payne. Hello. Good man, So we'll start when you started adult footy. When, what age were you? What happened? Adult footy, probably last year of school, um, Darrell. We must have played Woodchurch, must have played Rockford, and got in touch and said, Come and play West Cheshire with us. So I don't think my dad was too happy, but it was just games on a Saturday, so I went down and played a few games on a Saturday for him. But then. Is that the Mersey Royal? The Mersey Royal, yeah. I can't remember any games or. Oh, was it? Probably Division 2, I reckon, because I think my dad was still doing my scary with Pete, so my dad wouldn't have watched any of them games, but I just went and played. And then. They must have finished early or whatever reason, but then I played a game with my dad for West Kirby. I think Jamie played, they must have been short numbers last game of the season, Mersey Royal, and not Mersey Royal, Mersey Police away. Must have came off for 15 20 minutes, can't really remember it, but I played with my dad and um, Jamie on the same team. Guess there'll be no record of you in that game if you play for the Royal, you'll be under a blouse name, won't you? It's a great start, no, but that's just what you used to when obviously watching my dad and stuff. There always used to be ringers in and with the shorts and numbers. I just like being down the five side when you used to play on Fridays. I used to pop my head up, can I play, can I play, do shorts and numbers and just enjoyed it. Playing with the older boys, just getting kicked about. How did you feel going into men's footy? Did you feel comfortable? You, were, you, were you big or? No, I wasn't. Just, just normal, I think. I think we filled out as I got older. But I, I was fine there, I was just, I, was, I don't mind the tackle, don't mind being tackled, so even then it, I was okay with it. So you've done a little little bit of West Cheshire and... Where are you, what clubs are you at at this point, you're 15 or 15, 16? 16, I would have been at Foxhalls. I, was, I started at Tramia when I was younger and got to 13 and played at Man United away, but I didn't get on. So I turned around to my dad and said, pull, pull us out and not, not enjoying it, so... Paul came out and went and played for Asheville and then signed for Vauxhalls. So you went into youth with Vauxhalls then? Uh, no, um, so the end of that season with Vauxhalls we had a couple of finals and Chester were, were watching someone else. I, I spoke to the youth team manager after a couple of weeks ago and he said he was watching someone else but he must have fancied me and he signed me from the back of that. What was that? What, what, what league are they in Chester then? They were, they were in League 2 and they were starting the YTS scheme up again. So I would have been going in as a first year and they already had a few second years that they kept on. They were doing a different college course to what we were doing. But yeah, I was going into a YTS at Chester. Full time, full time. Full time. I think Mark Wright was the manager when we went in then. But we, we never trained with the first team where we were always at Airbus. And then the first team trained and I was in the port. Do you know, I haven't asked anybody else, you know, when you do <coughs> doing these YTSs, you're doing education as well? Yeah, education. So we would go a full day on a Monday and 
Thursday afternoons in Wrexham with the Wrexham youth team. So the likes of Chris Myers and their team, we, we would be in college with them lads. So. You're actually learning anything in college? Like, just no, it's like, like seeing me come out of that and then seeing Ross come out of it because he'd done it after Amia. I think the college courses that they put on for you are nonsense, they're just all ticking boxes. It's just a tick box to say, to doing a bit of education. I think the PFA need to look into it more and think what, what's going to be suited to a lad being football. More likely going to go into building or into plumbing. I coaching. Think you, coaching, yeah. We don't coaching badges with that, but I think you need to get for them more life skills, a job that you can. Because not everyone's going to make it into that professional, but if you give someone a head start on the plumbing or electrician instead of just going to college to tick boxes, probably wasted two years, probably for some people. So you did Chester, what? Teams you're playing in? Um, so we're obviously in the Youth Alliance League, so that'd be like Northwest teams from Preston, Atkinson, Wrexham, Oldham, teams like that. And then Chester didn't really have a big squad, so we were like putting out the second years and then making up the numbers for the Reserve League, which was the Pontlands League at the time. So when that was quite serious as well. It's competitive, isn't it? The Reserve League then? It was competitive. Playing for yeah. points, aren't yeah. you? I remember playing Wrexham on a Monday night up at Buckley away and I was the first year and it was just 100 miles per hour and I've only just like got into that environment anyway and just remember the game and just just like felt like it passed me by but I obviously done okay and I come away thinking of it, said, am I at this level or not? Even like as a first year YT but you soon get used to it and you, you, you look forward to playing those safe games. So we were years that day? What? Many there that day. Because that's a big game, even yeah. the reserves against Chester Rexham's a big game, isn't there it? A, there was a few there, but not as many as what's been on a first team yeah. day. Because it, it was at Bulkley on a Monday night, you're not going to get many many up there. Who was in your team? In that reserve team, you would have had uh, Paul Rutherford, who's gone on a career, he would have been playing Holroyd. And then, because it was like, not a big squad, it would have been mostly our youth team, so Kev Roberts, Sean Newton, Neil Carroll, and then I think the goalie would have been Pailthorpe maybe. Phil? Phil Pailthorpe, yeah, yeah. Funny lad, yeah. He's come up again. Yeah. Over a few now, hasn't he? So obviously you're playing with the youth, you're playing with the Reggies. When, <coughs> when do you start pushing for the first? I think towards the end of last season, as a first year, I think Mark Wright moved on and Simon Davis, our youth team manager, managed for the last couple of games and he gave a few second years a chance to like in the last couple of games and I nearly got in the squad for like the last game of the season, I think it was Lincoln and then I think then, so then obviously the new season come about pre-season, Bobby Williamson come in and um, I was a second year then so obviously we were closer to the first team and we moved training grounds so the youth team were with the first team so we had more chance to go over and join in, make the numbers up and because we were seven years I used to get moved into training with them quite often and then you just get noticed more and noticed more and I remember playing crew on a Friday in pre-season and I had a good game and I, I think I know when I had a good game. Just with the first team? No, no, with the youth team, team we played crew and then obviously Bobby Williamson was, he was Scottish so he used to watch a lot of our games, he must have been down here on his own and stuff. And um, he took a good interest in the youth team and after that game he, he asked me to travel with the first team the next day. They played Royalston away 
was, I wasn't on the bench, but he asked me to travel and watch and remember the game, just like 100 miles per hour. So I'd watched the first team of the season before, but then being closer to them, and the squad he put together that summer that was better again. So you say Drosden, have they gone down the league now, Chester? No, no, this was, um, they were still in League 2, Yeah. but it was a pre-season oh, friendly. Oh, I think Pacey was probably running Joylston and the game was just 100 miles per hour, a few scuffles here and there, but I just loved it and I just wanted to be involved in that as much as I could. League 2, were they, them players coming out, dropping down leagues, going to Chester, was it, a, like, was it a club that was getting players that were dropping down coming to the end or was he actually building a squad to compete? Um, a bit of both, because um, you had the likes of Ryan Lowe, Kev Ellison, who would obviously been at higher clubs and come down to this level and they wanted to push on with Richie Partridge and, but then you had the likes of Jay Harris, he was coming and he wanted to, to kick on Andy Barry and, and I think at the start when everyone was getting paid and stuff, they, they were up there and challenging but... They're all obviously young lads at the time aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they were young lads. They've gone on to yeah. do well and all. Yeah, even, so the experienced players had like Paul Butler, Tony Dillon and everyone was there to win, but it was just circumstances with the club that probably affected them senior players. So you were involved in that where the money went? You were involved then? And you sort of to play football? I'm guessing that's later yeah, on though, isn't it? That's later on, that was in the next season again, mm -hmm. yeah. So when did you finally break into the first season then? So, second year YT, um, Carl, not Carl and Cup, um, Check a trade, LDV, fans trophy is it. Um, it was October time, went into training on a Tuesday and the UT manager said, oh, get yourself home. And I just got my driving license, so I had a car. And he said, hey, get yourself home, come back for two o'clock, you're travelling up to Carlisle. So um, that was LDV, LDV would have been there. Good job you haven't got plans, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was my cousin's birthday, so it was probably a family meal that night, but you just first team say, what happens what goes. So um went home, got changed and went back, met the met the bus, um, travelled up there and when we got there, Bobby Williams just pulled to side, gave me a programme, my shirt was up with with a number and said, uh, keep hold of that, I'm gonna try and get you on tonight. What number did you have? Thirty three. The shirt's up in my dad's in my mum and dad's name. Name on the back and all that? Name on the back, That's yeah. Number thirty three, um D Y kit, so got that frame for me dad uh, a couple of years ago, so he, he's got that out in the living room. doesn't go with anything, but I don't think uh, he'll take it down. Did you that, get that's when you know, innit? Yeah. That's when you know you've sure not made it, but you're in that, like, with your name on the back of your yeah. shirt. Did you get on in the game? Yeah, I got on, uh, about 20 odd minutes. Um, I think we lost 4-1, 4-2 maybe. The three in midfield, so I was kind of just in midfield, just getting the balls, yeah, so. I enjoyed it, loved it, and then I think the next day, I think we played Wrexham reserves the next day at the Diva, and I played, because obviously I played for the first team, I, I started that game the next day for the reserves, so you get back late at night and then you buzzing, I was like... Probably don't sleep, do you? No, no, not, not after that one, I was just made up to what you've trained for. And Even after any night game or anything, you know, myself at our level, you didn't sleep, did you, after the, after the game? No, I didn't. Your night games are... When is your first one? Especially, yeah, so... I don't, my mum and dad didn't go to that one. They didn't know I was playing, but then... I was in and around the squads then, and then... Boxing Day, that, that same 
few months later, um, travelling to a game train Christmas Day. Bobby Williamson again called me into services went on the way up. He said, what do you mum and dad do? And I said, um, probably going for a walk, to, to, to Boxing Day, just not much to do. So he said, give them a bell, I'm going to start you. So then the nurse kicked in there, so I called my mum and dad up. And my mum and dad, Christian and Jamie, went up to Morecambe. Yeah, what? I started that game, yeah. Halfway there, he's told you. Yeah. What's the rest of the coach journey like? I don't know, it's just, I remember, it's a blur isn't it? Just it is, because you don't want to tell the other lads like you start because he hasn't named the team yet and they've got an idea and it's just, just everything that day just went so quick. I think I had a sore arm from playing the Wii the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it just goes out the window and you're just like, I'm starting here. And I think that Morgan team, you had Jim Bentley playing, Dave Artel just landed the Giants and I think Jim scored two that day. And it's just, it's just like, I still remember the game, like... Do you remember being out. in the tunnel when you're getting ready to walk out? Yeah, well, it's not much of a tunnel. No. I, I, it was more from old ground, so we kind of come out. There's like windows on the, um, on the back wall, and then obviously where the stand is, and just remember going out in the warm-up. Kev Ellison always likes to warm-up, so like, closest to the halfway line must be a superstition. And I was trying to wind them up, getting just the other side of them. Um, it might have been just me trying to distract myself. Just you're, like you're going, you're going, you're going in as a U-team and you're trying to wind the, the full-time pros up like... The, the, day, the likes of Kev Ellis and Mitty Partridge, people like that, they, they were brilliant to be around. So Obviously you started all this banter when you've been training on the team. Yeah, yeah, and he, to be fair to Kev, he had a lot of time for the younger lads. And, um, he made you feel comfortable, so like it, it, that gap from youth team to first team wasn't as big by people like that making you feel more relaxed around the squad. And the fact that you're training at the same place makes a difference and gets under the It does, yeah. So how did you play? I, I, can't, I can't really remember doing anything wrong or doing anything well. Okay. But I don't know whether that's being too critical, but just the way the game is and the crowd, but I don't remember. What year are we talking here, Glenn? I reckon 2007, I reckon. So surely the games are videoed? I've tried to find it, but not... There's, there's so yeah, I was going to ask if you want me, I've tried to find it. I've tried it. to find it, yeah, I've tried to find stuff from back then, and there's not really that much. The odd picture here and there, but... Have you been in touch with Morgan? No, no, I haven't been in touch with anyone to find That'd probably be the best way, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you obviously have a third round, you'll always have some... Archives of each yeah. game, wasn't Jim, it? Jim scored two, so he's probably well, How did you get up there? I think we lost 4-1, 4-2, but they scored 3-4 or four off set pieces. We'll have to ask them when the kids get back together when they've got the kids, because yeah. it's black play for me. So I was on edge of the box, so that wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have been like... Yeah, that. nonsense, yeah. So you've finished that game. <coughs> Dean, obviously, did you just continue training with the first team? Were you involved then? Yeah, so I was still involved with the first team, and we were having good... Youth Cup run, so I've still played with both, and obviously, first team members were coming back. So then, I think the next game after that was Brentford away, I was sub. So I was still kind of involved, and then I wasn't involved, and back to the youth team, which I didn't mind because you wanted to play games, so I just keep wanting to, keep wanting to play and keep wanting to like not get above myself. Yeah, that's probably the right thing to do, isn't it? You just want to keep. keep Keep yourself in the shop in the phone, don't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Well. Yeah. So, because we had a few good second years as well, Macca was pushing on. He was getting regular games with the first team, so he just wanted 
wants us to be as close as that as you could. So your you, you season ends, was that the end of your YT then? Yeah, that second year was the end of my YT. Bob Williamson lost the job and Simon, Simon Davis got the job and he offered me my first professional contract. What was that like? How long was it? You, you get a year, so you get your wage and an appearance bonus and even now it's just like, it's less than minimum wage probably and you snap the hand off and you just think and see, think to myself now like, how? It's a pro contact already It's a pro contact and you're like, I remember coming back and now Jamie took me to the Swan July because we were obviously made up that I got a professional contract and it's just like, now when you sit back and reflect now you're like, how, how, how could you live off that? What? But you take it and you, you want to kick on. So sometimes it's not about the money, though, is it? No, not but not them early years. Them early years, not just it's just um, being a sponge and taking as much in as you can from playing and the players that you bring in. So you've signed your first pro contract. You've gone into pre-season. Is that it then? You just went permanently with the first team. Yeah, permanently with the first team. So I remember the pre-season games. I I fancy myself as a good runner. So come pre-season. I know I'm alright, so like the games that when I'm playing Vauxhalls, Southport, did just put me in, play 90 minutes, go right back, go left back. I was playing full back a lot then and I was so yeah, so playing full back just put me in, play 90 minutes, play 90 minutes here, 90 minutes there, and then come the start of the season, they had the embargo. So I couldn't be registered. Oh. So me and the other young lad, uh, Andy Mitchell. We couldn't play until October until that embargo was on gone. So I had a, a good pre-season and then I couldn't play until October competitively. It's mad that isn't it because it's not like you're a, a transfer a sign. You're no. part of the club. Yeah, they come through the youth system and And you've already played, or well, you've already been involved, so at some point you've been registered already. Yeah. So, so once that's over. Time, yeah. Once What's it's over, do you start playing? Yeah, so that was over and then the first game, I think we had Paul Fail on a Sunday, played left-back, but left-back was Ma- injured. Mad that, isn't it? Because you don't see that much anymore. Back in the day, midfielders used to always like learn the trade, the full-back, didn't they? Yeah. They'd I always like come in and start full-back and then move into the middle. Yeah, so I, I don't think I played many games with the Simon centre midfield. I was playing left-back and then right-back, but then I think in the second game, so we played Paul Fail on a Sunday. And then we had a midweek game in Rochdale and I got sent off after about 20 minutes. Did you buy someone? No, never get anyone. <laughs> it was just um, a late tackle. I remember John Stokes, he must have seen me dad or he must have been on a refereeing course and he showed the tackle. I still haven't seen the tackle myself. But they showed her on a refereeing course? They showed her on a refereeing course saying it was a bad one. I've just seen ball and gone for it. And then I think we lost a six more in that game. Must be a bad one though to be using yeah. it on an FA course. Yeah, so, so I had that one and then obviously missed three games, come back in. And then I think Simon got the sack and Mark Wright come back in then. So started playing again and then played full back for Mark Wright. So it must have been my second, third game in after the embargo. Poor fail away, uh, got sent off there, two yellows. Oh, what a start. It was just a, How old are you? No. I'd be 18, 19. 18, 19. Yeah, so that was just a nightmare. I'd be 18, I think, before I was 19, because then I got back playing again. Um, and the two yellows for tackles, both for tackles? Yeah, but then the second one was um, 
against the lad who came off the new team, Danny Glover, and he, he's kind of like not the passing and have stood still on the halfway line and he's, he's threw himself on the floor. And uh, it's just the second yellow mark, right? It was all right about so he didn't uh, he didn't have a go at me, he said there's nothing he could have done. I'm gonna say as a manager to a young lad, it's probably not so bad, is it? For tackling. No, Mark Mark Wright was brilliant with me. If you Marvin or being bitchy or stuff, yeah. you know, doing petty, silly stuff. What was he like as a manager? There's read a few different stories about him, was like Yeah, I heard stories. Apparently the lads who had had him from the time before said he was totally different. But me coming through, so when Mark Wright came in he went back to a back three and I started playing sweeper in a back three and stepping into midfield, so sometimes I play centre midfield for him or sweeper. And to learn off him was brilliant. So he would step in, he'd move me out. So move me out. He said I'd never get called Glenn. He called me Ruly. So I, I've never been called Ruly in my life. But he'd call me Ruly. Ruly, stand there, stand there, watch this. So he'd step in, he'd be like, I want you to do this. So like on a Friday before games and stuff. And he just, he's just like a sponge, just taking in. So he got smart writers. Didn't he do that role for England at the World Cup? I think so. Yeah. He, Used to mention quite a lot. Oh, he's chicken here. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 Lively with his coaching sessions, and then Mark Wright would step in when when he needed to, and he was good. He was brilliant with me, and I nearly signed for him again when he was at Southport a few years later, but that didn't work out. But yeah, I enjoyed playing for Mark Wright. Learned a lot. But then he, he, after then two red cards, no one really, didn't really get any. No one really had a go at me for, for the red cards, and just. Not even said try this or do that, it's just it's part of football, you just get on with it. And you come straight back in after your second ban as well? I was just in and around the squads then, so obviously we were down mid-table and stuff and I was, I, I think I went on to play about 26 games that season, so I must have gone, got back in and then I was playing like holding midfield or sweeper, just whatever. And is that when the, the shit starts to happen? Yeah, so I think, I think all, all money troubles are, are constant. There, so we always get paid. Eventually, eventually, yeah. But it would be like every six weeks, eight weeks. So you'd always be chasing a month. But I was lucky. I, I didn't have a bill. Didn't have a car bill. The car I used to have, I used to have to take the window. I was like, you laugh, you think you're a professional footballer, but I had this um, silver car and I had to put salad tape on the window to keep it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have a wage. So like. So you're just a normal lad from this time? Yeah, and the first team used to laugh at me, but it's just, it is what it is. I remember car school with Linwood and their brothers, and they loved getting in it, so like, the window just fall down, and it was just, it is what it is, and luckily from, I had my mum, my dad, my granddad to, to, to help me get by. Obviously it wasn't on a big wage anyway, but just to get by until I was getting paid, and um, yeah, it was just pop, for me it was just, I could I could still live, but for, obviously for the older lads who have mortgages, car bills and stuff. That must be hard for them. Is the is the discontent in the in the club like in the in the training and? No, so the chairman will come down and say, listen, if the money's there, I just can't get to it, or for whatever reason, and they, 
he was he was done all he can to get to play his wages. It's mad then it because you're saying there you just you know, you're just basically normal people in the normal wages. You're you're not great because you're just like a first one. But like if you go to normal I know it's not it is normal life, but if you go to what you call normal life, like make a plasterer, if some fella comes in and says there's no money, you walk off the job, don't you? Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. That's that's how that's how well, you work. Different for them, isn't it? It's contractor like contractors, yes. Yeah, Surely that's a breach of contract though, isn't it? If you're looking yeah. deep into it. So the PFA and all that involved? The PFA are involved and they helped us. Have you got a rep? The would have been, yeah, but oh, then meetings I I was just there as a figure. I didn't have to pay much interest because I probably should have done, but it didn't really affect me because I had my mum and dad still living at home. So yes, but for them, all the place it must have been tough because that's what you work for, your bills, to pay your bills. So they they're turning in, obviously doing everything right, and it's just hard. I bet you it's hard mentally for them more than anything to turn in and not get paid. Yeah, you want to do your job and know that. Yeah, there ain't any money there. Did anyone, did, you, did anyone down tools? No, no one down tools. Everyone was always there. Everyone was still always together, still fighting till the end. And obviously, you turn up to games and you're probably a bit demoralised, but you, it's self pride, isn't it, at the end of the day? You put yourself in the shop window again, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably what every single one of you have got to do. Do you know you're doing that as well? Do you feel you're doing that at the time? It's probably private conversations going on to for like the senior pros thinking they've been there, done it, to look after themselves, so they were all playing. You look at Ryan Lowe, he finished 20 plus goals that season, got relegated. Yeah. So you can't say like people down tools and you see the clubs that some of them senior players moved on to and still had the careers, if they down tools they wouldn't have got them moves, so. Yeah, but probably for, for other clubs, they're seeing these senior pros. They're probably on the hands here, aren't they? Yeah. They're on the scene like a Chester going down. Yeah, yeah. And no money, the players aren't getting paid. So you say you get relegated that season? Yeah, you got relegated away to all the shots of us. And then the club's obviously still going, are they going into the next season? Yeah, so we still went, alive. went into the conference. Uh, so do you get offered the new deal now? Get offered the new deal, high pay rise, not great. Wait, well, Danny, you've gone, come pay the players and then. Yeah. But they've got to keep the players, that's what I'm asking. They've still got to keep players, haven't they? Yeah, so then, the end of that season, I think the PFA stepped in. And. Was it that season? No, it was the following season, the PFA stepped in. So when, when we decided that was it, the PFA stepped in and gave us some money to, like, to what your contract was worth and how much you were So, got some money there at the end of the, the next season. But the start of that new season, a new manager come in. Um, Mick Wadsworth, I think, he used to be assistant to Bobby Robson, Geordie Fell. Um, so we were in the conference, yeah. How did that season go? Still a pro though? Yeah, still, still full time. Yeah, still full time. We moved the training ground to the army barracks then, so by Chester, so we were training there. Um, full pre season, new players come in, still playing, playing right back, probably more, more now. Um, yeah, but that that wasn't great. We were struggling, and then I think got till after Christmas, and then we that was it. We just kind of went on strike. We, I think we had an away game, and we said no, we're not going. How's that come about then? What's big time? Yeah, who 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 initiates that? Is that like the club captain? So yeah, I think it was Tim Ryan. He was he come in. 
he was club captain then and obviously he had bills and he was travelling from probably Doncaster he was travelling from, not getting paid and then Jim Harvey was the manager and we just said we all stuck together as first team players and said, Okay, we're not going, we're we're not going on the bus on the Tuesday. So I was still thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go. We actually didn't. I remember going uh, Christian at the school game, so I went and watched that on the Tuesday night. And uh, I think Lowy called me, said, Are you not going? Low Lowy had moved on to Benny then. Yeah. I said, No, no, we're not going. I said, I'm just watching you over play football now because it was away. I said, I think they're putting the youth team on the coach. So the youth team started to travel down and then most of them are eating because the club just said no. Or the league said no, you got to fit the fifth year or whatever it was and then that was it then. That'd have been a bit unfair on that youth team, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, so it was that youth team. That, that would have been Christian Platt, probably Karen. He, he might have been on the bus, Ryan Williams, I think. Oh, that's just a mess. So is that it then? That the club gone? Yeah, that was it, yeah. So I think, I think we played Christmas, yeah. We played through Christmas, Boxing Day. So it must have been January, February. People must have just... So, what do you get told? You, personally, how does it go? What did he... That it? Club's gone, you're a free agent? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, that's it. We're not playing any more fixtures and contracts. And you got an agent? I haven't got an agent then, no. So, obviously the club went... The club went, and even before that, fans were protest protesting. Joe, like boycott games, not going games. I remember playing one home game, and a load of footballers came over on the pitch. So you just, you, Chelsea used to get a good two, three thousand, and then once we went down into the conference, you just seen them dwindle, dwindle away. And it's sad because it was a great club, and it's good to see them getting the fans back and it's getting around properly now. But for us, we just had to turn up and play and just take their word on. I remember. Before one game, they took us to Ball Lounge on a, on a Friday afternoon after training. This this new fellow who's coming in to buy the club to Ball Lounge, nice restaurants, and I sat us down for a meal, paid for all the meal, and he was like, oh, I can get your wages and stuff. And like, we're sitting there thinking, why don't you just give us our wages instead of taking us for this for the this, this black meal, thinking you've got money to show off? And yeah, it's just a, it's just a charade, just yeah. the front of the. He so was all happy. A question I forgot to ask, you know, you're playing in front of the fans and all that. Have you got a song for you? No, not that I can remember, no. Not, not, not Chester fans. We need to get someone on with a song, don't we? Stop all <laughs> fans had a song for me, but it was more like a, just a rule, but it sounded like a boo. Yeah. So he used to think they booed me. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, Chester went on there and then. So it must have been March time where we got in touch with me and said, do you want to come in with Berry? So I went in with Berry for a couple of weeks, played a few reserve team games, felt like I'd done well. Um, I was playing right back. Um, Alan Neil was the manager who, who was assistant to Chris Wilder now. And um, so I played a few games and I think the right back was the club captain at the time of Berry. He was injured but on his way back. So that's probably another week he was injured, I might have got a contract. but. He just said to me, this stage of the season, I can't give you anything. So that, that was that. And then Youngie asked me to go to Colin Bay. So I started working on a labouring site and went and played for Youngie. How does that feel going from full time to manual labour and football? 
I don't know, because I'd probably get more regular cash than when I was getting. Yeah, more money, but so I mean, that, that physically, I mean, physically, it's a big I remember, change. I remember what the first night game it must have been at home, and come the second half after working all day, I was just zapped. I was just mm. setting off. I was like, Jesus, how do people do this? Work and then play, but then obviously over the years it's come second nature now. But when it, when it first done, I remember the first time I was like, oof. Does that, give you, sorry, did that give you more determination to think, I want to be a pro? Or did, did you just ride with it? Yeah, it probably did. And probably that's what made me decision at the end, end of that season. So we played Colin Bay, got gone to the playoffs, got promoted. And then at the end of that season, that's when Young Lee got the Chester job. And I think I went to the first training session, done a run. Done a run with him. And I think he. I probably could have signed there, but Jim Harvey went to Staley Bridge and they were doing the full-time programme. Sitting back and reflecting now, I probably should have signed to Chester. Well, on Chester, right back at the very bottom, are they? Yeah, at the back at the bottom, so I, I would have been 20. So I probably could have gone back to college or back to university or whatever route I was going on before football. I probably should have got a trade behind me then. Yeah. But I still wanted to give the football a go, so I went to Staley Bridge full-time. Fair enough, isn't it? 20, yeah. Everyone wants to still be a footballer. Yeah, yeah. It's only now when I'm a bit older and wiser that I reflect and I think, wonder what would have happened if I would have chose that. And probably because you went on a labouring job made you go back into football. Yeah. Yeah. This just seems to be a, a, the same thing on each podcast, doesn't it? When people say, if I knew, if I knew now, if I knew yeah. now, you know, for them. I've, oh. still, I've still loved my journey on where I've been and ended up, but when you just think, this decisions at key stages in your life could have gone there or, or there. And you probably got the advice of your parents and none of us listen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't Maybe. They've never, they've never said no to me on any decision that I've made. They've kind of just supported it. Yeah. So obviously you go to Staley Bridge. How's that going? Loved it. That was brilliant. So I think the tape car was a nice off by then. So I didn't, I didn't have a car. Wages weren't great for full time, but it was still a little bit more than what it was on. But Jim, Jim lived in Bromborough, so he used to get to Bromborough, and then Jim used to take me, Christian Platt, take us to training, and it was it was really good. Tim Ryan, who was at Chester, he before he went as Jim's assistant, and we were a young squad, so Tim was still playing, but then it was like me at twenty, and then. 18 year olds like um, Connie Jennings, Marshy was playing, he had a good season, so he was a bit older than me. You were 20 years of age, one of the senior players. I think so, yeah. But for that 20 though, you've been through a lot, haven't you? Yeah. What you've been through with yeah. Chester and the players you played with, and you know, you have got a bit of experience now, and you're going into that league with it, you know. Conference North, and stepping into that level, it felt comfortable. Like, I don't remember any when I was playing right back. For that season, I don't remember being out of my depth and I felt comfortable playing playing at that level. But the training with Jim Harvey was, was good. The way he wants you to play football and something different to Mark Wright with his methods. And you just learn again off a, off a different manager who's been there and done it. But um, yeah, that was, that was good. But obviously travelling with Jim, you kind of with him all the time. And after games that we had lost, We'd get it in the car, Joe, like me and Christian. Oh, yeah. He'd be reflecting. So, Jim used to take his neighbour, Pepe, to the match. So, that me and Christian would be in the back, just 
quiet, thinking, would you, you, which way is this going to go now? Would you fight to get the seat behind them so we can't look and look at you? Well, that would be wasn't it? Because I was the oldest, I had to go in the front. Yeah. So then he'd be knocking your legs, saying, Punching as he's talking. What are you doing this for? But the way Jim was, at the end of every game, even if you won, he'd go through 1 to 11 in the subs. He didn't do this, he didn't do Don't question your game. So I remember one game, I think. Is this straight after the game? Straight after the game. Jim Wells, remember all that. Oh, you don't, you don't forget Jim, he's just so intense. So I think we beat Telford at home. November time, I got around the match. Thought I played alright. Jim comes in and he's just on you. But you think now, is he doing that? So your standards don't drop? Because we, we were young lads and probably a bit intimidating at the time. But now I'm just like, I don't mind. It, it is what it is, it's football. It's like no other profession where you can get spoken to like that. No, there isn't, is there? But there's loads. There's loads, isn't there? What goes on in the changing room and stuff like that? You couldn't do that in any other profession, could you? No. What was that changing room like that? You know, being so young? Um, obviously, we weren't out as much because we were living in, obviously, here and lads were from Manchester, not many Liverpool lads, but it was a good change room, everyone had each other's back and it was a good laugh, just young lads training every day. It's just How was it work in the change room? You know, obviously you all go in before a game. You're having a laugh and a joke and that, and then the manager comes in and serious or... Yeah, so at, at Chester, you just sit there, it's just chatting music's on, so the tickets out. Stadium Bridge had a telly, so probably football focus would have been on it, and you're just chatting. And you just wait for the manager to come in, names, name the team. But when you play full-time, you kind of know the team the day before, because... Shape. Shape. Yeah, you know what's coming, you know who's playing, but it's more when you go to part-time and you don't really know how it was when you, because we do shape religiously, but obviously Bala, Stockport sometimes, you don't know what the team would be until the day. Is that like the Chester changing room, the Stadium Bridge, is there any like pranks going on? Do you think more, 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 more in the week, never on a match day. Not on a match day? Yeah, never on a match day, more in the week. The, when we were first years, the second years we had, they, they were, um, they didn't give us any days off then they yeah. you'd have to be on your toes and they wear a new pair of trainers to training or in the week you get ruined yeah it's just best leaving good stuff at home <laughs> but i used to wear um, the youth team coach called billy used our minibus because we were a lot of scousers and then he used to pick me up by the mcdonald's by camelades so i used to get on them and then it was always quiet on the way in the mornings, early starts, but then on the way back, the, the minibus was lively on the way back. Yeah, yeah I bet it would be. Yes. We can't together that, don't we? It does. I'm for a living, I know what they're like. Yeah, but I think if you speak to any lad who's done a YTS, if they could go back to them two years now, I think everyone would just love it. It's just great, it's just not, not a care in the world, even like the college, it's not stress free. You're just there playing football, or new mates and stuff, and Lads from my youth team now, they're some of my best mates still now, and it's um, they were just great days then. So, Stadebridge, is it just one season? One season, yeah, so. How did they finish? I think we finished just outside the playoffs, so we didn't get in the playoffs. It's not bad though for such a young team. No, that level, I think it? the way we finished the season, we finished strong. So, I think I left, and then 
I think that next season they kicked on into the playoffs and a few lads got moves. Why do you leave? They offered me the same money, so I'm, I'm 21 now and I'm thinking, I've had this conversation with Natalie, but after she heard the last podcast I've done, um, she's like, she questioned whether do I quit, do I not, not quit, but do I, why didn't I go and put myself in the shop window even more? And she's right, I, I probably should have gone, knocked on the door of some clubs because I've had a, played 20 odd games in the Football League or more. I've played games in the conference and I've played full season the conference stuff. I know it's going down, but I felt comfortable at them levels. So I probably should have knocked on the doors of a few Football Leagues club and put myself out there. But I don't know, I just don't, I think, because... I can not have an agent told you about Oh yeah, definitely, because... I'm not. I'm not the type to call up someone and ask. I don't know how it works. If you just call someone, do they just will they answer the phone and listen to you, or will they tell you to do what? He's a manager, asking. It's levels, though, isn't it? Get them all the time. At his level, he'd take anyone. You know what he's like. No, he'd have a squad of fifty-six players if he could. You do. You do get people ringing you up who you don't know. Yeah. You got to listen to them all. They're pretty different out to emails, and then you get emails of. I should have backed myself more. I should have been. I should have been more confident in my ability. It's hard at such a young age, you know, yeah. not though, isn't it? Like you can't have been shit on my chest or haven't you, without them meaning to. To shit on your career a little bit. It's a ruthless game for you, Yeah, that's just the way it is. I, I don't hold nothing against Chester, that was just the situation that yeah. I mean, if they, if they don't fold, you stay there, say, for two or three years and you become established, somebody might come and take you. Yeah. When you could end up climbing the leagues. Yeah. So what did you do then then? What was your next move? So then I signed for Airbus, they offered me a job and signed for Airbus. So the money they offered me part-time was the same as Stalybridge and they were full-time and then a full-time job and a career at Airbus. So yeah, I signed there, three-year contract. No good club, for good club Airbus for doing that, isn't it? So no brainer. Did he still do that now? No. You don't offer people jobs now? No. Same with Foxholes though, isn't it? Foxholes used to be, he used to be able to get a job in a factory and that's changed, isn't it? It's just not like that anymore, is it? No, no. It's just, yeah, so I was, I was quite lucky in, in that, that aspect because I didn't know where I'd go work-wise or what career path I'd go down. So that you're still your job now, Airbus? I'm still there now, yeah. So when you go, they give you the job and you sign for them. Is there any stipulation like you've got to play for us for this many years, or have you? I don't. Are you just signing with the job and you could leave the next day, the footy team? No, I signed a three-year contract. Oh, is it under contract? Yeah, I signed a three-year contract. The longest contract I've signed. Third play. Welsh Prem. Welsh Prem, yeah. So Craig Harrison was the manager. I don't think he'd seen me play. Um, Sam, good management. Yeah, <laughs> I think Heidi, my cousin, she worked on the, at the travel agents at Airbus, so she used to speak to Craig and stuff. And um, she said, Oh, my cousin's thinking about leaving Staley Bridge, he's looking for a new team. So he must have said, Oh, it's, it's me. And then he must have Googled me and went down, met him, three year contract, and just said, Yeah, straight away. So the travel agents, your actual agents. Yeah. yeah, I just googled you, it's the Airbus, it might be worth asking them, see if they've got the more, more <laughs> clips. <laughs> done well, eh? Yeah. So now I've done that, and working with the shot assistant was just like, we made to go back to pre-season, and I was going to work, and that was hard. That was, um, that was hard, but... So if the, if the 
if you've got games coming up do you get out of work Andy and all, all that if you got a deal with like you say, say you've got your travel because there's some traveling sometimes yeah it? with Wales there's not many there's no Tuesday night games really no, I know they're playing Tuesday night games now to catch up it's but different world at the moment but then no it was just it was fine it was just work and then training and then games and it was just weekends but further down the line when we got into Europe they gave me the morning well the day off when we had the European game and then when we travelled abroad they gave me their days off because obviously taking my holiday days but so they, they did look after me and I do speak to a lot of people around the site still about football and they have looked after me over the years so you do you obviously do alright well first season where did you finish first season we split doesn't it so we, we finished in the bottom half we got to the playoffs so crazy See, i don't i've never asked this how's that work that's what, that's what i was going to say now because obviously the top circuit and bottom circuit split after so many games don't they you play everyone twice and then you split and then do you play each other twice again in your yeah, six so bottom six play each other twice top six play each other twice so the top whoever wins the league goes in the champions league yeah second europe and the Cup Europe. The Cup Europe, and then there's a fourth spot for Europe. They've got four spaces. Oh, they've got four. They've got four. No, there's four spaces. And who's the fourth space going to? Playoff winner. Of the bottom half? No. So, so say TNS win the league, Bangor finish second, TNS win the cup, the playoff gets the other spot. Yeah. Or it'll go down to a place to third place, landed them. They finish there, they, they're getting Europe, and then whoever wins the cup, no, I've already said whoever yeah. wins the cup. So, so it's this playoff bit, I don't understand. So, who goes in this playoff? Seventh place, so top of the bottom half. Goes into a playoff against? Fifth, sixth, fourth, maybe. For a European place? Yeah, so fourth will play seventh, fifth will play sixth. The winners are then. Is that two legs? One leg at the highest seeded ground. Okay. So, Surely you want to finish seventh. You want to go in the lower pot, surely? No, because you'll have to play fourth. Yeah. And you've got to get relegated if you're in that bottom half. I know, but if you hover around, like, yeah. you've only got one spot to play for for the playoff there. If you finish in the top six, you're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. Well, I don't, I don't care about that league. So, obviously, you split and then teams, like, you get sixth. And the team have finished seventh, they'll be on, like, 42 points and the team on stage on 38 so when you, you probably looked at it and like why is he on 38 just a madly yeah but it's the standard of that league's gone up and it keeps improving yeah because they keep getting more it. full time so they don't obviously the licenses you need for the management and to be fair to the welsh fa they back the clubs and help them with the facilities and stuff yeah. haven't they and i've noticed over the years it's just got better and better and the standards have got better and better. The only thing what I find mad is the Welsh FA is back and like Connor Ski's facilities are great. You know, I've been there with the kids loads of times and that. But they've backed them to try and help the Welsh national team. Non clubs still keep coming and taking the kids from here. <laughs> it's madness. But you're never gonna get anyone out no disrespect to anyone playing in the Welsh League, like if you're listening to it, but you ain't gonna play for the Welsh national team. No, just not using not got anyone. That's just a fact. But that's what they're building the for the world. I remember the best teams are Connors Key. Most of them are from Birkenhead. TNS. TNS, there's a lot of scouts who always play for TNS. That you know of Birkenhead lads. Who's the real Welsh teams are down south, aren't they? Yeah. 
and to fair to them this year, there's three Welsh teams in the top six, South Wales teams having a better go than what it has been previous years. So. Is the money getting put in down that end? There must be now, yeah. Because obviously, Connors KT and S have got full timers, haven't they? And Ballard have as well, haven't they? No. Ballard part time. Well, they've got a few pros. Not from a good trainer. Because um, they'll be on full time contracts. They'll be contracted players. I think that the yeah. elite status is contracted. They players. gave elite status to the majority of the league, didn't they? Yeah. So contracted players. Good training. We've gone off a little bit. You finish in so the playoffs. Finish in the playoffs. Seventh. Seventh. So we played at Richmond and lost two one, I think. So that that was that season over. But that season, we missed the trip. We got to the semi final of the Welsh Cup and played Druids in the semi final. They were the league below. I had a medical on that day, I was struggling with my thigh, didn't pass the medical and we lost 4-1. Druids got to the final because they were playing TNS. Druids got to Europe. Europe because TNS won yeah. the league. So but that, that season Craig got the TNS job in January and then that's when pre-scene job came in. So the levels again. So they got us to the end of the season bringing different players in but then from that pre-season the players that they brought in from North East Victoria, they just took us. That where they come from? Yeah, the whole team. Must have been Schneider. So it must have been me, Tommy, Hazy left. Just the ones on contract. Uh, yeah, Tommy was on a contract. I was on a contract, and Hazy must have been on a contract. So uh, it was just a big clean sweep through. Tommy, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, he he signed. Two other lads. Funny story about Tommy and the. There's a few with him. Yeah. So. Is this Bala, Dave Bala, Airbus, is this your, you've seen the picture on the video about your goal? Was that that first season or was that? That, that, in the silver, that was that season, yeah. So that season started and pre-season job, they had to start their place. They brought these players in, they had, they had, they had to give them a chance. So it was frustrating start of the season, just coming on here and there, but we were doing well. So I had to wait for my chance. I knew I was better than what was playing, no disrespect to them. But I just knew I had to wait for my chance and then once I got in I knew I'd be fine. So I had to wait a few games to get in, got in and that was a really successful season and finished in the top half for the, like, the first time that year. I must have done that I think we finished runners up that year. Europe? Europe, yeah, straight away. That, that's a good season, man. It's a good season and... What's that like? Who'd you get? Obviously, well, start before that. Basically, you finish the season in is it April, May. Eight, they finish eight, early, don't they? Yeah. I think that's why they finish early because all of a sudden you stay into pre season, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, so that first year, because it's new to the club, new to pre season job, they give us a few weeks off. So, what's 1st of July is the first game in Europe, lads getting holidays and stuff. So, there's, he's still taking over, they're not checking us on 5Ks and stuff. So I think I had two holidays, but didn't relax. Still, like kept busy because it's just like you got your order. And it's just like, a big thing, isn't it? It's a massive thing. And who did you draw then? Ventspils, VFK Ventspils from Latvia. Um, so we didn't play many games before that. There's probably no one to play, is there? Yeah, there's no one to play really. We don't think it's different the next year. But yeah, we played Ventspils at Wrexham's ground. Drew one one. We went 1-0 down and then 
Drew obviously equalised and then went away the following week to Lafayette, but we flew from Airbus's runway. Yeah. So that that was a good experience. The Is it? So it's a private plane then? Private yeah. plane, but obviously <laughs> I, I, know, I know the Airbus site obviously and like passport control is just like a unit. I'm just like, oh is this passport control? You just come here and then the bus driver yeah, takes the bus. They've got, they've got their own runway, but you don't you need passport control still, don't you? Yeah, so. <laughs> so we were checking at your supervisor and it was just, just a job to manage No, just normal the security guards that you see every day. Just doing passport control as well. I'm like, I see you on the gates every day. So they, they put us on the plane, so we went on the plane, obviously flew to Lafayette, but as, when we got to Lafayette, I think press that must have been the year they won the cup, so they were in Europe as well. And it's like a scene off Mike Bassett, so Lafayette Airport is as big, big as this room. So you, you come through in Riga, you come through and like, it's like Mike Bassett, it's just like where the, the press that lads over there. The English meet the jocks and the Irish. <laughs> yeah, because the, <laughs> they've got a team in Lafayette as well. They might have been in Lithuania but flew to Lafayette, so as we come up getting on yeah. to coach, they were there, it was just like, it was funny. Did you give them any stick, like? Like Mike Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy had signed for Press Happen then. He's, he'd left the Airbus, so um, seeing, Tommy, they, yeah. seeing Tommy in that day, and I think they had a good run that year. But we had another two hour drive to where we were going, and that was a dive where, where we played. How long are you staying in Lafayette for then? So we fly on the Wednesday, get there, train Wednesday night, play Thursday, straight out. So there's no time for so the night for us, out. Because we were on that private plane, we were straight out, but teams in the past do fly more commercial. They have nights out and stuff, but for us we were straight back on the plane and straight back home. What's a private plane like? Yeah, uh, hostesses and normal people, just a normal plane. It was just and you're sitting next to someone or have you got yeah, more you've got, room? Yeah, you've got your ticket, you've still got your tickets and you've still got to sit next to one. Because all committee members are able to come. It's still just normal thing. You got, is it more like room than that though, with it being a private one and all that? Just normal. Yeah. Just normal, yeah. It was a decent good How did you get on? Drew nil nil. We had a goal disallowed as well. Oh, so you got out and away goals? Got out and away goals, so still unbeaten, yeah. I was unbeaten in that first year, <laughs> in uh, 90 minutes. In Europe? Yeah, but uh, that was brilliant. Um, and then after that, we was straight back and a few of us booked tickets to go Chester races that weekend just to get over it. But then a week off and then you're straight back in and then you're ready for pre-season. And I think we take Wrexham over that pre-season because we were still flying to like... Your levels are high. Yeah, we are bringing better players in again. And you're just riding that wave and you still want that taste of what you just had. So did you get it again? Yeah, so we, we finished runners up again. Getting close to TNS. Getting closer to TNS, but TNS back then it was just, they were so good. We used to get draws against them and closing the gap, closing the gap, but where we'd slip up against other teams, they wouldn't. But yeah, so we got Europe again, and that's second time. That'll be my third year, so I think I've signed another new contract then. We go into Norway, uh, Augustand, and their budget's two, three million a month. Yeah. Against us. Which I wouldn't have to do what our budget was, but they were full time. So that game we played at Bangor and 1 1, 1 1 again at home. 
Yeah. Well, sometimes, like you see these European teams when they come over to Wales, you don't, you don't show the respect and send just like a reserve team yeah. or do like fringe players. But then when we went away, we I think we went one 0 down and equalised, and then um, they scored. So we were two one down. Then we went to ten men, and then we had a few chances but lost two one in that one. It was great, obviously. But the place where we went in Norway, Hawks and lovely place, still like on the eye. But there's nothing around there, around there again. And Have you gone on the private plane again? Private plane again and straight back. So there's no night out in Norway. See, the private plane, sound and all that, but you'd rather go commercial and have that night out afterwards, wouldn't you? Night out, yeah, but no, it was uh, straight back again. So, yeah, it was good. But booked the races and we, we went the races on a Saturday. That's your deal, get knocked out of Europe and go to races. Yeah, go to races, yes. Yeah. So not, not a full team, it was just four or five of us would do it. That was good. And the next period, that so how long have you signed now? Is it another three or two? It might have been another one. I think it was another one. So I had that, that full season again. But I remember doing me knee in the Boxing Day, Boxing Day game in the warm-up of me knee. My mum and dad looked for me to go to New York the day after. So we played kind of skate on my knee in the warm-up, went in. On the warm-up? Yeah, I just lifted my knee and I needed an operation that had come after it. But my knee had swelled up and I was like, can you go to New York? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm not missing that track. <laughs> <Of course, yeah. laughs> not missing that one, so um, obviously went to New York, but I, would have, I came back New Year's Eve, so I would have been available if I was fit for the New Year's Day game. Got called off. So, was a whole trip planned around that football as well? Well, my mum and dad and Christian were going anyway, but booked me on. Christmas Eve, they booked it for me. So, um, but they booked it so I could be back for football. And the game got called off anyway. And then I was injured and then had the operation, but then I was back like... What had you actually done to your knee? I had torn a meniscus, so it wasn't a serious thing, just torn, torn a meniscus in my knee. Shame, you didn't know Shirley back then, innit? To her favourite one, the meniscus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'd have fixed it. Pretty laughing at me. No, so I was back within six weeks then and finished the season and gone into Europe again. Again? Where did you? Well, we got into Europe again, yeah, but then I had went away with my mates and come back and stopped all to put a bid in for me because I had signed another new contract. Time um, another one? Yeah, so then Stockport put what a league day in. Conference North. I didn't really know much about it, but Youngie went there and Youngie put a bid in, so. What's the bid? I haven't got a clue, bag of balls and a friendly thing. <laughs> um, but we found it broke, so people were trying to get in touch with me and they couldn't. So I'll come back and. Where have you been? I've been to Thailand and Amsterdam for a friend started to. So I'll come back. <laughs> Come back and um, yes, Priestley called me and said, Youngie's been in, he wants to sign you, but you just signed a new contract, we want money for you. So I said, if you don't mind, I'll speak to him. And it was the Champions League final, Juve, Barcelona, Moscow, and Natalie and I'm all in Natalie's mum's sorting a deal out with Youngie. So as long as the Youngie and Airbus were happy with the deal, it was, it was done. But then I asked, can I play in Europe? Because that was earlier, it wouldn't be starting to stop until July, but you only said that. <laughs> so I think he went to Croatia that year, yeah. So I missed out on that oh, one. Oh, they get on. 
I remember we, we, we had a running track session on the first game, so they were playing this Croatian team. I think they drew their own and lost away. So, another loss, but I think. Don't know, like, really. They, they, they were, the Croatian team were another level above mm. the what they played, but they felt their own. Unbeaten at home for three years in Europe there. Yeah. It's a good uh, achievement, isn't it? Because you're playing full time teams, aren't you? Full time teams and good, good bit of money. I think their teams are already in the season, if you look at it. I don't think they have no weather loud, you know. So you're going to stop balls on the youngie? Back, back with them? Yeah, I mean, it was great. At the start, it was great. Pre season, off to a flyer. Where, where are you playing this time now? I'm centre now, so once I've gone back to Airbus, so I've gone straight back into centre midfield. Comfortable box to box. Um, had a good pre season. Played the likes of Bolton, Man United, Halifaxes in pre season. Felt, felt comfortable, felt good, had a good start to the season. And then, a bit of an injury. Come back, he lost his job. New manager come in, new physio come in. And it was just downhill from there, just physio I had, it was just hopeless, he did nothing for me. And the manager that came in just did not support me one bit, or I don't even think he respected me. Who was it? Jim, Jim Gannon. He came in and just, I don't know whether because I wasn't his player or, or what had gone on before that, he just didn't give me the time of day and I, I was on a two year contract so I was injured but you know what we're like, we're like you want to play, new manager yeah. comes in, you want to play, so I started the first game we came in, I think it was Chester Senior Cup, it was on a Tuesday night up at uh, Congleton, and only lasted about half an hour because my heel was, was in, uh, in agony, so I was just like, come off, get ready for the next game, you know, fit and fit, so he plays me and I'm not fit, I mean, Achilles is in bits, so then I come away from it, so like, just getting treatments off this, this physio, he said, so two weeks, two weeks of doing this, that and that, done it, start training again, it's not right, but it's, it's not right, so I stay out the team, stay out the squad and then try and force it, so like towards the end of the season, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I wasn't fine, I couldn't move, so then that was that, got to the end of the season, got in the Chester Senior Cup final and we won that, played, played that, we beat Tramia and then Played last game of the season and then I just couldn't move all summer. Just like the tendonitis has just flared up that much, I couldn't move. Physio wasn't really interested, so I was just trying to do my own bits to go for the new season. Yeah. New players, new players coming in. Um, so you're just like, I want to be ready. So I saw pre season, couldn't run, heel was in agony. I tell the, tell the physio, and I just, I just see how you get on, see how you get on. I'm like, I can't move. It's just like, it's in like 10 out of 10 pain every time I run. So then, wasn't really playing in the pre-season, so then I just looked after myself and contacted the PFA, got, got a scan with the PFA. At the scan, went to a specialist in Chester, I remember going up with Natalie, and uh, we were sitting there. So he was like, so you've got an inflamed uh, Achilles, this, that and the other. I advise you don't run again. I said, well. He said, I advise that you don't run again. It's a too difficult area to operate and you're best looking for something else. So I'm like, you're telling me I probably can't play football again. He's like, yeah, the specialist in Chester. And I was like, nah, I'm not having that. So I come out today and said to him, I'm not having that, I'm not having that. Booked a marathon, 
Do tej nocy D, Bóg tam Arafem, coś chce przewyżał. Co przewyżał? Kunnen brood, kunnen kunnen brood, kunnen brood van mij. En Bóg tam Arafem. En dan wanneer ik PFA ga, moet ik even scan, zien de different specialists, add different treatments. But all at the same time, I'm still trying to play for softballs. So I'm still getting in the squad, still coming on here and there. He's leaving me out. He's having a go at me, doing around the place. He's like, why, why you call, why you telling things around the club that aren't true? I said, people are asking me why I'm not involved. I said, I've been training. I don't know why I'm involved. Obviously, I know I'm injured, but I'm not telling people I'm injured. I'm still telling people I want to play. So then I've got this other scan report and I've gone and seen my mate Richie, who's physio at uh, Liverpool at the time. I said, Richie, what do you think about this? He goes, oh yeah, tendonitis, this, that and the other. I said, oh, I'm getting shockwave treatments through the PFA. He said, oh yeah, that'd be brilliant. So then I've gone into the physio at Stockport. I said, oh, I spoke to my mate at Liverpool. He, he reckons this, that and that. So I showed the physio that report and he was looking at it. He was like, okay, so he must have went to the gym then. So then Tuesday night, Jim called me, he's like, uh, why are you sharing your information with the Liverpool physio? I said, because I haven't been right. The club's not helping me. I need to go and sort myself out. He goes, why didn't you show the physio your report? I said, because I've got a physio there at Liverpool, who's my mate, and he probably knows a bit more than the physio here. Mm -hmm. He goes, what if I want to play from the field? They'll think um, we don't look after our players. <laughs> Well, you haven't really looked after me. I've had this injury for probably 10 months now. You don't actually look after your players? Yeah, I've had this injury for 10 months now. And no, no, we'll let's go to stop. No. <laughs> and you haven't really sorted anything else. And then, obviously, I was, I was injured, so I wasn't in the squads. And then Jim got in touch at this time, two lads from Chester started representing me as an agent. So then he got in touch with me to um, see if it, to, to end my contract, so it was probably the October time. And he offered me like just over a week's wage to go. A week's wage? Just How long did you So I had from October to May on my contract. And I wants to give you a week. Just over a week. And I thought, I said, I just thought, I don't, I don't mind travelling Tuesday, Thursday, getting treatments, travelling to games, I'll do whatever, whatever you want. But at this time, a couple of weeks before that, we'd had a falling out where we played Darlington on a, on a Tuesday night. Um, so I had to leave work early, got back silly hours, went into work Wednesday. He called me up, he's like, I'm going to play reserve games today. I was like, I've got hours to make up and work out. I don't think I can make it. He said, well, it's in contract that you've got to play. He said, well, I'm telling you now, I, I'll, I won't be able to get there at the time. 56, 62 was a nightmare as it was, so I had to leave work early again. So I spoke to the agent, I said, what do you think? He said, he's after you, he said, you're just going to have to go. So Natalie said, I spoke to Natalie, she said, I'll, I'll drive you up. So I said, it's all right, Natalie, I'll just go over, it's what it is. But she said, I'll come anyway. So I still drove up, Natalie came, played the game, it was at Staley Bridge, played the game, come back. And then I thought, oh, I felt okay there, to, to heal. Yeah. So then, came on in the next game, I think we played Kersen. And the Saturday came on and then I wasn't in the squad again then. And then the heels saw, uh, that wasn't me just because I'm in the squad with the heels, so it was generally so. And then, obviously we tried to come up with this um, 
pay up and he, he offered me that and then I said um, I've got two guys representing me now um, they'll be in touch so it's a fair play to these two lads he sorted me out and I got my full wage right up until the end and then come away and I, I remember calling my dad and getting home to Nasley. I was, I was really upset, so thinking I'd let my dad down and let Jamie and my brothers and... Is that how you feel? Home. You feel you let people down? I felt like I'd let people down because I had a chance at that level and it started off great and then the injury and then it's just gone downhill. No one can, you can't, you can't legislate for, for injuries, don't you? You're going to get them, aren't you, football? Not many players don't get injuries, do you? No, but you just think you'd get the rock, especially a club like that big, you'd think you'd get luck Which after. manager's in charge when you scored that goal? Youngie. Was it Youngie, was it? Yeah, yeah. The save scored it for Jimmy, might have give you a bit more? I, I don't think it did, because a few weeks later, we were in Formby, walking the dog with Matt and I think, my mum and dad. And I was walking over the dunes to Formby, and the dog's running off, and then, this family walking up, and I, I was a bit ahead. I was thinking, I know him. So as we're coming up face to face, it, it was Jim. So I, I, I have no hard feelings, it is what it is. And he just blanked me. Yeah. I, did, I, I, I think I'm recognisable, Joe, like, especially I played for him and worked with him. He just blanked me. So even when I left the club, he didn't get in touch to say, oh, thank you. Good luck this time, the other side didn't work out. So probably, seen, probably seen his ass with you though, because he wanted to give you the week and yeah, you took, yeah. you so took as, seven eight as, months. As you just want people, I think that's why Mick's going to be a good manager, because he gets people on a personal level at the end of the day with people. So for him, I wasn't asking for a full conversation, just, 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 a, just a let on. And he just walked straight past me, and the kids were laughing at the dog, because our dog's silly as anything. They were laughing at him, so I thought, he's definitely going to know. I'm just like, I was, I was taking back and thinking, but that obviously he's not in his job at the minute, and I don't, I don't have any hard feelings for that, and I wish to put all the best now. I think you get that at all levels, though. You do. Some people, they're not, not happy for you to go, but they'll stay friendly because they never know when they'll need you again. But then other people, I remember when I left Malaby to go to West Kirby. Malaby got a great committee, by the way. Didn't speak to me for about three years. Honestly, even at my level, that was better than ourselves. Yeah. We went, we went and dominated for a bit, you know. But didn't speak to me. I, th I think it doesn't matter what level you are. But then, take a person, as you say, you've got others who are perfectly fine. I used to always say, players, I'd tell them my piece if they left. I'd tell them. Remember James Adam left to go to the dock. Told them what a cunt he was. But then I was fine with him. Two weeks later, I asked him, how'd you get on in that? Because I knew he'd come back. Yeah. I knew he'd come back. You never know who you need it no. on the road, do you? You know, so you've, you've finished Stockport. Yeah, so that was probably October. started this shockwave treatment with the PFA and starting to feel okay. I was like, I'll be able to do this marathon now. So it started like... Are you still going ahead with the marathon? Yeah, yeah. yeah, still going ahead with the marathon. Natalie's got me into CrossFit. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, Oh, hey, I'm alright here, and then um, I think Airbus was struggling at the time, and Tomo, he was a coach there at the time, I think he's managing now, he said, oh, do you want to come and sign for him? I said, yeah. So I had to wait for the January, so I went and signed for Airbus till the end of that season, and he was letting me rest during the, the week, doing my stuff, because I thought, if I keep doing this, that will be good for me, and I can play a match, and I was getting through matches, 
and yeah, finished that season. And unfortunately, it just got relegated. But I was just happy to be playing again. Still couldn't like do a road run, and yeah, so I was back playing W Marathon. And yeah, that was it. Did you not at any point consider going back to the hospital in Chester, telling the specialist he hasn't got a fucking Scooby Doo what he's on about? No. <laughs> Especially after you with your with your marathon medal, you should have yeah, took. Yeah, should have took that. Yeah, just to forget, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is the man on the road again. The the relief after that marathon. So even when I was back playing, I was just dead happy to be back playing. When was the marathon? Probably two thousand. What month for me? May. End of the season. Made bank holidays, and Natalie's sister got married. We got married abroad a few weeks later, but they had the English reception on the Saturday. So we obviously went to that, had a few drinks. I'd done everything that you should have done before a marathon. So obviously, I had a few drinks on the Saturday. Didn't really train before it because I was thinking, I can play football, I've been doing the CrossFit, I'll be able to run it. <laughs> so then, uh, got up on the Sunday, and that's a bit hungover, took me over. I was like, I'll see, I'll see it in a bit. So, is that what you're seeing in a bit? Yeah, so it was... 26.2 miles. Yeah, so I think that, that split, I was just, just over one and a half. I remember she called me because she could track me. So we split at the half, half, half marathon stage. It was just over like a mile and a half, got to mile 17. And it was just like someone had just pulled me back. <laughs> I underestimated this, but I got to finish. But the relief when I finished this marathon, I was crying. I was just like... Someone told me I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to run, and now just back playing football, completed the, my first marathon. And, yeah. Have you ever thought about running a marathon? I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. Well, I hate running. I, I, I've never, I've never, never liked never. running road running. Nah, it's a bug. It's a bug. We've since, since uh, this second lockdown, Ross, Ross wants to get fit again, so he started running. In the morning, half five. I said, him yesterday, looks good. Yeah, so I said, Ross, I'll come with you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So there's me, Ross, Jamie, a few others, and we're just there, just no pressure on time, just get out there and just get the way up. No, no, no sense for all. No. It doesn't, doesn't uh, interest me. But, so you finished the season with Airbus, you've done your marathon, all good. Yeah. So Where have you gone? Did you stay with Airbus? No, they went down the league and I didn't want to play, no disrespect to the league, although the Welsh Premier, I didn't, didn't want to go there, so Colin, Caton got in touch at Ballard, they'd just been in Europe, and asked me to go down and play a few games, so I played a few games and offered me a deal straight away. So I went there, Sheds in the car, Stewie Jones, um, yeah, that was a really good squad he had there. And to be fair to Colin, he'd done things different to what I've been different manager again, but Every information that he gave was always right, but I felt at that time I should have played more than what I probably should have done. Just me personally thinking that I had no heel pain and I was back and it took me a while to get up to space, up to uh, pace. But he had, his, he had his 11 that I'd done well for him, so he kind of stuck with them and I'd step in when, when needed to, but I enjoyed that season. The only thing that I felt bad about that season is um, Natalie's cousin got married last game of the season. Last game of the season was on a Friday. And why you couldn't go? I went to the wedding in the day. I left the wedding. I said, I, said, I told Colin, I've got a wedding. I said, will it, will it be needed or play? Thinking, thinking um, like you might say, oh, stay at the wedding, it's okay. He said, no, I need, need this. So 
went to the wedding, had my meal, left the wedding just at, just before the speeches. It was in Macclesfield, left the wedding. To go all the way to Ballet, turned up, uh, got changed, warmed up, so, and then I was thinking, I'm not getting on here. No. So he'd done his three subs, and then I, was, I said to the fish assistant, can I get off? So I just like, went around, right. got off, and I was gutted, but at the end of the day, I, I was on a contract, I had to. Yeah, you got. I've got one in my mouth. Yeah, it is. It's football. Last game of the season. Last game of the season. Which are, is there anything on it? Is there a place? Is there yeah, a European? Yeah, so we were playing Bangor, and we needed the results to get into Europe. I think we lost it. We got turned over. Fucking deserves a bastard. Bangor, Bangor were good. They had Danny with Wall playing and stuff, and Lars Wilson turned us over. And but Bangor only troubles then, so that we got into Europe through that. So it was kind of a successful season. That that's just a bit sour, a bit sour at the end. So that was in the back of my mind on my next move, thinking Gaz Roberts, who had played with a slot was going to Staley Bridge again with Simon Alf. And I spoke to Gaz before I spoke to Colin, because Colin said he'd be, he'd be getting in touch with everyone. So it's gone one week, two week, three week. He hadn't been in touch, and I spoke to Gaz. He told me what they were going to offer me. It was similar, so I thought, okay, I'll give you the word then, Gaz. So. Left the Welsh Prem again and gone back to Did he ever read you that call? He rang me the next day after I agreed with Gaz. I was going to call him to say, listen, call off. And he was like, what have you offered you? I said, same as what you were going to offer me. But I'm going to be playing more games. I've given me word. I can't go back on someone who have given me word to. He's like, oh, there's something here. But I said, thank you, but all the best. I don't have any sour grapes towards Colin, that's just the way it was. He had a game to win it. He thought uh, if I wasn't on, he might have won it, but he didn't. So before you back to Staley Bridge, I'm just going to throw it out there now. Yeah. I think you and Mick are a good match. Should be coming now, more we go on, another slag in football. It's the same team, sir. <laughs> it might be the same, the same team, yeah. It doesn't matter, you, know, you, like, you like yourself, you're that good. <laughs> the teams want to want you, and that that's to, to be fair. It sounds like Glenn was asked to go to the team. You force yourself on the team. Force myself on anyone. You know, if we had mobile phones back in them days, you know, you know, you'd have seen the text messages what people were going to send me. So we're back to Staybridge. How was that season go? It was tough. It was tough. Um, what league is it, Tully? Unibon Prem then. Unibon Prem. Ego State Prem, whatever it's called. It was tough, budgets weren't great and Cy brought a lot of loans in, young lads, it was just like as if I was like babysitting. So like I felt like my game had changed to be more be more sitting and reserved and not being able to get here and there because if I moved there I'd had to I wouldn't trust the younger lads around me. We had a few good games and we were at mid table until Christmas and then after Christmas we just went on. We were just losing, losing, and then stayed up. Last kick of the game, last kick of the like, last game of the season, we had to win, and we stayed up by winning. So it was hard, and really did not enjoy it towards the end of that season. But all the way done. Twenty nine. Was turning twenty nine, so it was the season before I signed. Yeah. Again. So what? You, the end of that season. What are you deciding? The end of that season, I was mentally done. I was not. Didn't want to travel, and didn't want to. The six and two would see me off. It was just. Travelling all the way there, Tuesday, Thursdays, Saturdays, and long nights, and I was just done. I, I was pursuing other things away from football now, and 
going down different avenues and chasing other things. And I just thought, if I can get other things sorted, I'm quite happily done without football. Um, not like bitter about it, just there's other things away from football I shouldn't be like, that being my number one. Where like, even that season, everything was prioritised around that, so making sure I was right for Tuesday, leaving work, going straight to training, getting in late, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, getting up at 7 o'clock to meet the bus for half eight. Your crap's always been really good then. Yeah, I've always prided myself on preparing well. So, obviously the season finishes about May. You're just totally, you're kind of done with football. Done with football. Go through the summer. Yeah, just taking over. Do your summer and then some fat dicker gets in touch with you. My, my dad was mentioning it and I was just like, if he gets in touch, he gets in touch, it's local, I thought. How did he persuade you? It was only a week before the season started, wasn't it? I remember it because I spoke to his dad in it. He comes to watch your kid play on a friendly, is Glenn's brother in a friendly playing at the Beachwood. Um, he said to me, ah, oh, I know some players, and I was like, isn't he not? I was like, I'm here, and he's like, you need to win. And I was like, he'll get a club before he comes to us, not knowing obviously the situation, so. And then I seen, um, I didn't see, I can't remember seeing someone said, hey, you might be getting real, aren't you? And I was like, I haven't chased this up. Why haven't I chased this up? And it's a bit bad on my part, leaving it that long. I had a few different offers that summer, but I was just nothing fancy me, and you've got to be all in. And I just thought, you know, I'm pursuing other things and I'm not going to distract myself again from that. So, yeah, the week before, Mick just messaged me, I think it was a Sunday, said yeah. I remember when he had me. Like, he, he, he'd, he'd had me because he wanted to tell me, but he didn't want to tell me. So, <laughs> the phone call went somewhere like, somewhere in the pipeline, take us next level. I'm like, who? Can't tell you. Can't tell you. <laughs> By the end of the phone call, he told me it was going to be done. But you can't tell no one. Can't tell no one until it's done. And you need to City Liverpool and touch you, didn't you? The next day? Yeah, City Liverpool and touch. But like I said, I give someone my word. Give him the word. So how have you found it? It's been refreshing. It's, I think it was the first game at RBA. So I trained the Thursday. Yeah. Trained the Thursday. Um, and then at RBA on the Saturday. And then even even that first day, I think I travelled in with Nooney and no Nooney from a distance, but not knowing him, knowing him. And just travelled in with Nooney chatting with him. And then that first day, and then Tuesday, Saturday, I just found the club, the changing room, just all refreshing. And like, you get that bit, you get that bug back again, I thought, this is different. Different it was different mentality. More relaxed? Not more relaxed, because it's quite an intense stressing room. But the mentality of lads are there to play, where it's different changing rooms I've been in is money. Money, money, money. Yeah, where that Foxhall dressing room was just, it was refreshing. And I, I don't think I've gone in as a really big time. No, because I'd say the majority of the lads there aren't interested in money, are they? No. no. And that's, it's different with you, because you've come from the pro game. You know, at the beginning, well, you said you didn't need the money because of your mum and dad, but, you know, money is, it was your job it's at one point. And I think the lads, Mick Scott, when it starts becoming about money, is where it probably goes, Pete Tong, isn't it? You're getting people there for the wrong reason. Yeah. 
If you can... I'm glad you said that change. It is intense, that change. No, it is intense, change. I give a shit all the time, don't I? But if you pay the lads fair, what you get, you know, if he does it right and gets it right, I think he's can progress a fair distance, can't you? I think that's what... If you're ever allowed to go up. And we've seen how good the squad is. We went to Staley Bridge that season and yet they had the ball, but we'd done a job on them and it was comfortable in the end. Maybe no more than me. And so we can't compete at that Do you know what I will say? I'll give Mick his due that day. He got it right. No, it's, it's when you got good players on it. No, you, you left. Did you leave Berkey yeah, and Brandon out? For the last 20 minutes, half hour. And they come on. I think it was Berkey especially, weren't it? Just, they didn't have a fucking clue. So they must have fought so to bring the knees on. The subs are from their level. These two kids. Yeah. And it was, yeah. You'll see them too, they'll go on higher. I think there's lads in that dressing room that will go on higher. There's a few, isn't there? Obviously, I, I get to see a lot of your games, don't I? I think Hayden, if Hayden had a driving licence, he could be playing anywhere, I think. You know what's mad? I take you on the bus and that, don't I? You know, like you said before, your bus journey going there was no good to training and that, but coming back was bouncing. Yeah. It's the other way around and I take use. It's bouncing on the way there and no one speaks on the way back. I think it's only like me and you speak to each other on the way back. Or Matty, Matty, Carl and you to get in the front and chat to me. You don't talk to anyone, yeah. You've got quite a... On the way there, you obviously, you don't see it. No. On the way there, there's fucking hell going on. They're all giving me shit from behind. And in the bus, you can't tell who it is from the back. Doesn't travel sound, sound doesn't travel well. I'm getting fucking abused, left, right, and them. On the way back, you don't hear them. And that's, when majority of the time, it's a win, isn't it? It is a win, but we probably win and then get told off. Is that how it works? That's how it works, yeah. So it's probably sulking. Is there not much praise coming out of there, Glenn? Not this season, well, not this season. It's just gone now, it's just waiting to die. Seven wins and a draw, yeah. and you're getting help. Yeah. Well, what it is, mate? Most of great, mate. So you've never had the honour of playing Sunday football, have you? No, not that. I used to watch my dad play Sundays all the time. Who did your dad play for? The Queens, the Woody. You could always play for the Queens, I'd take after your dad. Yeah. That's no. not a... This is not a potion joke. He's best I'd see this for me, yeah. <laughs> road cycling, taking over there, I don't mean. That way you're on now? I'll be road cycling Sundays now, it's getting nicer, yeah. Trolled, are you? I'm 31. 31 now, and I feel good and touch wood, heels are both fine. I feel What's fine. the intention playing wise? You're staying with Foxholes. How long for? How long are you planning to play football for? Till I keep getting picked. I still feel fine, so as long as I still get picked and I'm not embarrassing myself, I'll keep going. Yeah. Well, what I will say is, you know, we've, we've spoken to Glenn as well about, obviously, we haven't just brought Glenn in just to be a player. The future is obviously he goes coming in eventually comes to Mills. That's the Oh what? So like coach number fifty three? No well Or assistant manager big, number no, eight. There's not a, it's a progression, isn't it? <laughs> it's a progression because when you bring your people down from his level, like you have with Joe, you need that people around you. Yeah, of course. You've got to use Should we all, you know, take the experience. On yeah. I'm doing the coaching now with Danny and his kids and I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I am, and I'm learning just doing the kids. So I think coaching, yeah, might, might, I might. You know what that. I will say on that, and I think he'll back me over there. Doing the kids is far more enjoyable than doing adults, isn't yeah. it, Michael? 
Do you know what though? They want to listen to you, Glenn, that's a thing. Wait till you start doing them knobbits on the training pitch and they all know better than you by then. The kids listen to you, they look up to you, don't they? Yeah. By the way, this is a lad who just comes to training and whinges. Does he? He's got to run. That's not a beat around the bush here, he whinges when he's done a bit of a lesson. He was a brilliant, brilliant trip. No, he's not. I was, but then comes the Voxels and he just runs. Is that all he did? Yeah, yeah just runs. Voxel, Voxel, Harry, as we've become. We've got to be the fittest team in the league, haven't we? Go to football to play football and become Voxel, Harry's. Well, you're keeping you going, mate. Think good about your footy, mate, but so we're going to go to, obviously, the the main part of what, what we do and people seem to enjoy your best 11. Be interested in this one. Yeah, I think. Uh, what, what what have you gone for? As in, are you, are you doing it with? I've gone with lads that I got on really. Well. I got on. I think I got on well with everyone. Uh, but I've got to, I'm going to pick lads who I got on really well with. Probably more than most. Yeah. What formation? It's like a four four two, or it could be a four two three one. It's back. <laughs> back. Him. I like a four yeah. two three one. Four two three one. Yeah. Who picked that one? Danny Harrison. Danny Harrison, the 4-2-3-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-
right back, uh, Kev Roberts, played for Chester pre-season. He's a good friend of mine, but good player, good person. He was in Chester, well, he was second year as I was a first year, and he kind of took me under his wing, introduced me to many nights out and holidays and stuff. But he, he was a good lad, had a great career. Well, he's still playing now. No, he is, yeah. He, from Chester, he got moved to Cambridge, got promoted, won the trophy with Cambridge, had a few years down there. Come back up, Halifax, promotions, trophy wins, been to Wembley to watch him a few times. He's just, I think he's unbeaten at Wembley. And then, Rexham yeah. and then back at Chester, good lad, good all round lad. Tosh, one centre half. He's just. How good was he? I, I, I never really got so I, I thought he played with him coming towards the end of his career, and he, he was so good for me because he was a centre half that liked to get on the ball, so whereas sometimes I'd drop in deep. He'd encourage me to be higher and, and pass me the ball higher up the pitch because he, he wanted to do that. He was just a proper football player, but as a person, he's just there. Uh, I think that year he, he, he got a job as well. So for that year, I think I was just chauffeur. I, I think he was banned from driving, so I was taking him here, there, and everywhere, picking him up for work, picking him up for footy, and then I think early on that season, the worst injury I've seen, he done his uh, dislocated his arm. I had a knee that away to him, and his arms just thought, man, well, but what a great guy. And even like outside the football, he's obviously close family friends and stuff, but one of the stories reminds me about Tommy. You'll like this one again. <laughs> you know what's going to involve. Uh, on the coach coming back from South Wales, I think we lost. So, having a few berries, and I'm obviously designated driver as always. So, just turn around on the bus and tosses. He's questioning there, um, hazy. Like, how can you run so fast with the size of your, um, your dick? Size of your <laughs> clock, yeah. She's like, come here, let me, let me weigh in. <laughs> I love it. So we turn round on the bus. Kim always got excited. Tosh, Tosh has got his brandy. He's, he's like, yeah, hazy. You, you old, you old clock to hazy. He's like, he must be a bit pissed. Hazy's from as we bought, so he's getting involved. He's old and he's dodgy. Tosh is covering his balls, seeing how heavy they are. <laughs> Can you run that fast with that? But yeah, that was um, that was Tommy. That was just that was what he was like. We went to Dublin that year on the Christmas do. Tasted meats everywhere. I think Bennett and Nige. Yeah. Came on that trip thinking they were players as well. But <laughs> just a great lad. But yeah, even better play. But all jokes aside, come match day, he was there and he was just solid. Eight, nine, ten every game. Fair play. Who's your other centre half? Kearney. Number one, you tried to sign. Yeah, Ian Kearney. Come to Airbus, come in as captain, took it off me, but he, he's great, great captain. Had a few bad knee injuries, which probably stopped him playing as many games as what he did, but it's good to see him back playing now, and he was a great lad. So, all this new team come in, and it's either you get on with them or you're out the door, but I've become good friends with them, and it was Kearney's wife now. That introduced me to Natalie, so you owe him a bit. I owe him, I owe him one, yeah. He's uh, sort of the outer and Michelle, so um, Kearney's in. But I've played with a lot of centre half, but I think them two are probably the best that I've played with. Yeah, well, one's off the estate and one's give you a woman, haven't they? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> left back, left back was a tough one. There's two, two standouts Sean Newman, who's still playing non league now, he's uh, he filtered in and out of the football league. Best left foot I'll ever see. And he, he's just football obsessed and he would sport. I'm going to have to go with Gareth Roberts, Gareth Roberts, ex-Tramia. Played with him at Stockport, he must have been, what, 37 then? 
fit as anything and just obviously travelling in with him, got to know him, still good friends with him now. The advice he, he gave me through Stockport and still speak to him now and playing for him, he should still be in the game. So like he's got that much good to say. Yeah. He's, he's, he still needs to be in the game but he'll, he'll be at left back. Nice. Two sentiments. Two sentiments. Lewis Montrose, he comes to Stockport, I think he went out to Fylde, Chal Bolton and made him captain there. As a partnership, me and him just clicked. He'd, he'd give me a bollocking, I'd give him a bollocking. It was nothing personal, but I think we brought the best out of each other and still speak to him now. And I think he's back at Kidderminster now. I think he had a few injuries over the last couple of years himself, but he was just. He re reminded me of the air, so he'd get the ball and just pick it up and run. But then if I got on the ball, I just know he'd be there and we just bounced off each other so well. That bit about being able to bollock each other without shit getting back, that's important, isn't it, Fuzzy? Oh, yeah, it's massive. It's, a bit, it's important that. You can take it. It's not about the giving it, it's about being able to take oh, it, yeah. isn't it? I, Rather than, if you start arguing back, you're both off your game. You're just helping each other out, yeah. yeah. I think the yeah, Airbus team we had was so successful because once we were left, we'd all have a go at each other. You could all handle it. All handle it, even in training. It was close to boiling point, but we could handle it, get in the shower, we just have a laugh at it. You like that, Yeah. And That's it though, isn't it? As soon it's, as it's, it's over. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Leave it on the pitch. Yeah, so so Lewis Montrose and Andy Robbo next to him come to Stockport. It's probably his last season at that level, I think. And people can question whether he's bothered or not. You are bothered. You can see the work he put in and the quality he has. He's just. I think he improved my game again to believe in how comfortable I am on the ball. He said, trust yourself more and just a little bit you take from people. But to see him, and I think, played with him at that money-eating game when he scored a goal. It was a hot day, so I was probably doing his running and just giving him the ball. Mm -hmm. He's a great lad off the pitch. And he's got that, that, I think we talked to Dexy about it, wasn't it? Where he's got the ball and he chops, doesn't he? Yeah. And you know it's going to happen. And, you know, even in the programme, he was obviously higher at Leeds and stuff. He had that chop and you couldn't stop it, could you? Yeah, he was just, in training, he was so good and then, I remember the game he got sent off when he didn't even come on the pitch. Oh, okay. uh, I was I was in the stand and he was coming on and I had to try and calm him down after that. I thought, oh, he's going off here. <laughs> Seeing that he does actually walk on the pitch, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, so About five yards. And then he just oh, yeah. I think it was... Give him the lines and shit, isn't he? Is he trying to get on? I don't think so. It's something to do with his, his jewellery or his undershorts or something. He must have said something, I don't know. So he's straight on and straight off, but in the tunnel I had to try and keep him away from going going in there and just stuff like that in football you think oh, how's that happened and yeah. he's got to save the band now and new manager comes in and I think he was gone but yeah to play with Robbo was brilliant. He was a right winger. Right wing, uh, Richie Partridge. He was at Chester when I first broke into the team he used to sit next to him on the bus. Still speak to him now. What a guy, great person but Back then, then a couple of years at Stockport, he was unplayable. Is he still playing? No, he's he was the physio at Liverpool, so he was first team physio at Liverpool, but now he's gone to Qatar uh, as the national team. He was the one who got you in trouble. Yeah, we're going to see him. He didn't get me in trouble. <laughs> no, but uh, he, was, he was good. Actually, had a, we had a Paddy's night out with Chester on a Tuesday. 
So we've got finished training, gone straight out for a meal in Liverpool, down Matthew Street, I ended up with Richie. And he's, he's obviously Irish, full Irish, I can't understand the word he says. He's, he's hiding in this broom cupboard, so coming down on the stairs, just jumping out on people, I'm like, what's he partridge, what's he doing? So I, I'm not a big drinker anyway, so I wasn't too bevied. And I had to try and mind him. And he's just like jumping off some people in the rooms. Because you don't baby that much, you always end up babysitter. Oh yeah, so that, that was um, that was a good night out and yeah, so Richie's in for that, just for being a good lad. Left wing. Left wing, Kev Ellison. Like again, still still speak to Kevin now, but to play with him, you just felt safe. So like if you got went in out did anyone he'd have your back or but the quality that he brought himself. And to still do what he's doing at his age, we've all seen what he's done at the weekend. I think that's on back class, by the way. And I can feel his pain. We've probably all been there, like you said before. And there's someone in football that you'd want to do that to. And what perfect way to respond? The to fact him. that you just said he'd always have your back. He looked hard, and then the other manager was a bit smaller, and he didn't. He didn't even look at him. Did he? Yeah, Kev's hard. <laughs> what, a, what a person, obviously. To, what he's been through lately and to be open about and help other people in the way he's doing. The world, yeah, as a professional to still be playing the level he's playing at now and he'll probably have a goal on that he's not playing as much as what he should do and hopefully... You couldn't have read that though, could you? No. Go back to the club that have made you train on your own for X amount of All the way to that later. He's given nine years of service. That's what I mean, and to see him like that and then couldn't ask for anything better, could you? No, but as a young wide team professional coming in. He kind of took me under his wing and yeah, so. It's mad though, because you go back to Jim at Stockport with you. He hasn't gone quite that far, but that's what he's trying to do. Exactly. What that man is, instead of just being honest and yeah. saying, look, I want you gone. You ain't got good enough. People yeah. at the end of the day, do you know what yeah. I mean? Human beings, aren't you? Are you two centre forwards, the main, yeah. the goals? Uh, Connie Jennings, Done really well at Tramway, but he was at Stalybridge with me at the first time. I was right back, he was right wing, and he was just a workhorse. Workhorse, and it's hard work getting, getting goals or getting into good situations. But he, he was another one, he was just a great lad. He was, he would have been 18. I remember at one training session, we must have been an attack for defence, and the goalies were a goal. I can't remember the goalie coach at Stalybridge, this big guy. Next thing, Connor's running over to have him a straightener. <laughs> Something must have gone on. And he's chasing this goalie coach around. He's about 50 odd. <laughs> six foot tall, six foot wide. And he's trying to have a go with him. And you just think, that's someone you want in, want in your team. And <laughs> I, I used to call him the crazy frog. He looks like a crazy frog, him and his brother. Yeah. But he, he was good to play with as a right back. If I went, he'd sit in. If I gave him the ball, I know he'd, he'd be trusted with the ball. And, He's gone on to have a great career and he's done it well for Tramia. Who's your next one, mate? Lowie. Um, got to put Lowie up front. So that season with him and even learning off him, Joe, like the way he is around people and the people skills he had is why you can see why he's doing all right as a manager now. But that season he played and we got relegated and scored 20 plus goals in a relegated team. He just stood out and then. From there, he kicked on again, he went to Bay, Sheffield Wednesday. Done well, didn't he? He done really well, but like again, he, he was a good person to be around and to learn from. What colour kit will he play in Glen? Uh, I shall go blue and white stripes for Chester. They give me a uh, chance in football and I owe a lot to them, but yeah, I'll go blue and white stripes. Right, 
the other question we ask everyone when you come on, toughest opponent you played against? Who would give you the toughest time or you you want to play against them so no one really got me like that. I remember playing with um for Airbus we always used that to my mark, Chris Venables. And then I went on to play with Venables, he was close to getting in the team. Another great lad, great player. But when he used to be a centre mid, it was either like man marking him. It wasn't like, oh no, I've got a man mark him, it was just a job for the team and that was the only player where you changed something to try and stop him because it would stop that team. Yeah. But there was no one in that, but back then it was playing TNS as a whole because it was just a totally different game to what you play. Playing then, you're just like, oh no, I'm playing now. You want to play him, but it's just like, you know, you know, what, you know what you're going to do, you're running around for 90 minutes. Your whole tactics are changing from every other game in the season. It is that, and it's just like, they were so good at what they did, from H to the left back, and Sarge in the middle, Wardy up front at that time, they were just so good. And no matter what we did, they always found a way. And that's why they were so good back then, so it was no one individual. I've, no, I haven't come off a pitch and thought, he's got the better of me there. And that's from being in League 2 to, to now, I don't think anyone's, me personally, think oh, I was miles off him, but yeah, I challenge anyone, I face anyone. Okay, is there a player that you played against but never with, who you wish you would have played with? I don't know, it would have I got to pick Danny. Danny um, Yeah, it would have been nice to play with Danny, we still might when the Woody starts up next year. <laughs> oh, no, but it would have been nice to play with Danny. Hey, he's already tired of the pop of him. Never know. No, it'll be, it would have been nice to play with Danny. Uh, obviously, being good mates as we are, seeing how well he's done, and to be around him a bit more like full time football wise would have been good. And probably got to say, my dad as well, haven't I? For all the, uh, the games he's played, it would have been good. Did you ever get on a pitch with your dad? Yeah, was was but it would have been nice to have a full season and it would be nice to have him on here. I don't know why I'll have to tell him what to tell him. He spoke very highly of him. I don't want to know what his background was and why he yeah. never went high and stuff. So Maybe that's why he won't come on though, because he might have shy. to reveal secrets. He's a bit shy and then he's scared of us naming his best player and upsetting people. A lot of people. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to say it now. If you're on Instagram's best eleven, don't be ringing them and complaining. <laughs> you fucking idiots! It's their choice. It's opinions. Yeah. The amount of people who've told us, oh, I've been getting calls, people seeing their ass. Honestly, it's, it's yeah. a tough one isn't it? because I reckon everyone who does a best eleven does about five different teams. Yeah. And it's your own individual reason. It might not be the best players you played no, with, no. but that player might have done something for you personally. Yeah. Individually? I think Hayden and Ben were close to getting in my team. I think that hardly them to they they were close, but I think the others have got a bit more about them than these two didn't. Good Queens like Ben. Good lad, he should be he should be <laughs> playing either, but Well, you never know, you might you might get the chance next year. Yeah, ben. <laughs> no, we were What's you asking me well, how come you never ever ask? You put it on me. You're making it a big deal now that like I'm fascinated by cocks. Well, every time anyone brings it up, you get a start dancing around the room. Who's the longest in the shower, man? Maybe two. Our youth team goalie, uh, Chester Verna. He was like 16 going in with the youth team for the first time and getting in the shower. 
and I seen him, I thought if I'm not going properly here. <laughs> oh, that must be scary, that. He was, he was scary, then he was that bad when he went there, and it was still that big, but another one. I don't know whether because this, this lad was so small, a little big, but uh, Abs Baggy. He used to play for Champion, he was uh, quite blessed as well. So. Do you reckon if we put it out there, right, on social media, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing these will start sending those pictures of the dicks? Come on. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest, I still, I still need to see bedrocks. Stop talking, let's stop talking about that. It's a football, football show, this. Right, last question from me. What's your best memory in football, mate? You get this pause, yeah, don't you? That's, mm. that's a tough one, it's just like, because I haven't really won much. I don't feel like I haven't won, won much, but I could have got more out of myself. I, could I have got more out of myself? I don't know, but the best memory is probably the Airbus years, then a couple of Airbus years we had. Just getting into Europe, the European experiences, playing well. That was just, just a great time with that group of lads. There's not one single moment. Obviously, I was proud to make my debut and then the first start and stuff, but I can't really remember much about them as the Airbus days. Stay with you. They stay with me and the lads still have you. What's your worst memory then, lad? Um, probably red cards I've had. Yeah? Yeah, the red cards and the ban I had, it was just, um, that was that was a tough time. Um, yeah, but we haven't talked about this ban, have we? We've got a little bit of time. So, it's nothing, if you don't want to talk about it, right? Yeah, it's just probably best left unsaid, it's what happened, happened. It's, one story against another, the club didn't stand back. What was the ban? Uh, 10 games. Well, Glenn, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thanks yeah. very much. Well, thanks for having me. I've uh, enjoyed it. Thanks, mate.